episode, I had just jumped out of the window of my home, and I was running away, and I had no idea where I was going. I ran through my backyard, and I went down the parkway and, and through a back passage that we used as kids, and Keep in mind, it was dark outside, but there were the lights from the buildings that were at the bottom of the hill. There were a whole lot of apartment buildings. And that's where I went and got warm and stayed while I thought about things. Back then, they didn't lock their outside doors, so I could get in to really nice apartment buildings and just go find a place behind a door in the corner where it was warm. And I I just, I don't even know what I was thinking about. I just needed a place to be warm and rest. About three and a half later, I found my way back home and there's the back door again. <laughs> I slowly crept into the back door. I guess I was just so cold, so tired, so hungry. And I had absolutely no other options that had come to me. So I figured I'd just face the music, whatever's going to happen there, and it's going to happen. So I'm creeping in the back door through the kitchen, and of course... The lights are off in the living room, and I turn the corner, but there my dad was sitting on the couch, and he just held his arms out, and I walked up to him and gave him a hug, and he started crying, and he was glad to see me. It turns out that my best friend ran and told his mother, and she called and talked to my dad out of his rage. So the person that he was talking with on the phone, when the phone rang and he picked it up, was my best friend's mother. Because at my best friend's request, he, he's like, you got to see my friend. And she knew me. She knew me. I, yeah. I was literally a, another kid of hers. And, um, yeah. So, coming forward now, back to the house, back to the acceptance letter, back to how the individual that um, was hired as a part-time counselor at the house, uh, how our relationship had 
I would say, matured into someone. She was like a um, a stepmom, a, a really good stepmom. I mean, at the time. And like I had said in the previous episode that we, I had told her and showed her the letter and we went out to dinner and celebrated and she gave me quid pro quos about the university and, you know, things to do, things not to do, like don't piss off the administrative assistants, secretaries, I don't know what they're calling them nowadays, but... Don't make them mad because you can easily find your work in what she calls file 13, bottom of the pile, or in the garbage can. So, um, yeah, that was one of the main tips she gave me. So here I am. I'm in this home for unwed mothers. I've got the support of this counselor. That was hired by the organization, and I have my baby, and things seem to be looking up. I had a start date of March 31st uh, to start at the at the university, and um, it was everything just really worked out because even though I was going to an alternative school for uh, single parent moms. I had earned enough credits in the time that I'd went there to where I I could graduate early. So I didn't, at the beginning of March, I was all done with with all my high school uh, classes. And I I had everything I need to have my, my diploma. So that was awesome. And... Um, I was starting the U at the end of that month. Not only that, but my birthday, my 18th birthday was in that month, which means that my mother's survivor's benefits would be in my name and come to me. And this give um, was helpful in income that I could use to get a place of my own, which was part of the self-sufficient aspects of of in, being in the house. So that was extraordinary. I couldn't believe that I was in the process. I don't even know how I found the place, but there was a high rise off of the West Bank of the university and I don't know how I found it. I can't remember. But when I went into the office, they had a unit available. Not only did they have a unit available, it was on the 31st floor, a one-bedroom on the 31st floor. And apparently it had my name on it because it came with a subsidy. So I think my rent was like only $80 a month. And it was right on the West Bank of the university. There was a Horizons um, child care that was downstairs uh, in the complex. Very reputable child care. And, I mean, everything was a go. Was a go. So, basically what happened is I was able to 
move out on my 18th birthday. I moved out shortly after that and um, moved into my first apartment on the 31st floor on the West Bank, attended the orientation for new students at the university. I was just in awe. I was in awe of everything. I ended up with a very exceptional guidance counselor. I'll never forget her. She was absolutely wonderful. And she thought I was wonderful too. (laughs) And my son, he was a baby at the time. He was only like six months old. And he was able to go to the the daycare that was right there in the building. And it was it was just like a dream come true, how everything just came together seamlessly, like a hot knife through butter. I couldn't have planned it any better if I tried to plan it myself. My first, back then they had trimesters, not semesters. My first trimester that I completed I completed on the dean's list so much for those who said I was educationally disadvantaged. The county I was in tried to tell me, tried to deny me for full-time child care because I was going to the university. And they was trying to say that I was because of my uh, educational disadvantage, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that I was uh, academically ill-equipped to handle going for a full bachelor degree program. (laughs) Boy, I tell you, I think that's where I learned to write because my advisor, my guidance counselor advisor, honey, I showed her that letter. She took that yellow pad out and had her pen and she just started writing. And I could hear her speak, you know, as she was writing, because she'd be speaking under the breath what she was writing. Her assistant, her administrator assistant typed that letter up. They took it to, I took it down there. Within seven business days, they had a reply that not only had they granted me full-time child care, but they granted me full-time child care for the full time it took me to get my bachelor degree. How you doing? So child care full time was set in place. Wow. Everything. Everything had come together. And I was independent. I was on my own with my son. I was free. I was going to the university. Life was good. I'm going to take this time in the podcast to share with you what God has put in my heart in the last week, especially to those who find themselves struggling with their faith in God, faith in his, what he says in his word, to the young ones that are not only young in their salvation journey, but also that are in their salvation journey and they are young, like in their 20s. Even earlier than that, you might be in your teens. But it's it's to all who receive this word from the Lord. 
God is saying that there's a lot of voices out in the earth realm. There's a lot of lot of voices. And it's what we pay attention to that can either increase our faith or do nothing to feed our faith. And he wants us, he wants us, because anytime God gives me a word, I always apply it to myself first. Like I said, I'm not perfect. And he wants us to stop listening to all the voices. There's these TikTok, there's these voices on uh, YouTube and uh, other media methods or modes that are out there. And they're full of voices of people that don't know him. They don't know God, but yet they sure have a lot to say against him or a lot of negative things to say about him. And this is one of the reasons why he has placed me into this podcast called Choice. Because, see, he's already chosen you because you're listening to the podcast. He's already chosen you. You've already received him as your Lord and Savior, or you're recommitting your life to him, or you're pondering if you should receive his invitation. But he wants you to know right now that you already belong to him. He wants to encourage you through this podcast. And he wants me to just set forth this edification to you that to stop listening to the voices that don't know him and make the choice to get to know him for yourself. It's about choice. He's already chose you and you and you and yes, you and you too. Mm-hmm. He's already chosen us. So now it's our time to choose him. Choose him when? Choose him when we need to sit down and spend a few minutes. I don't actually spend is the wrong word. Invest. A few minutes. It's a new way of life. Walking out the salvation journey. It's a new way of living. And part of that living is where we get our spiritual food from because we have become spirit beings. And the word of God already tells us that there is more to God's word than just there's there's more than just bread. Matthew 4 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone. Talking about natural bread, 
but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. God's word is the living word. He wants us to be encouraged. He says, let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we do not faint. That's Galatians 6, 9. His word also, he wants to encourage us. He wants to exhort us to be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. First Peter 5 and 8. The scriptures are coming out of the New King James Version. He also wants us, he says, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Ephesians 6, 12 through 13. We have to be reminded sometimes that those things that we have to engage in our warfare, in our prayer time, in when we're talking with him, our spiritual battles, it's not about flesh and blood. And we need to understand that for those that choose, that make that choice to invest time with him, like I said, it's a way of living. It's a new way of life in the salvation journey. He had to teach me to sit with him and read his word. Meditate on his word, especially when the Holy Spirit would illuminate a scripture. It's like a scripture would jump out at me to write it down, to memorize it until that word became flesh in my heart. He's got promises that come with the time we invest in him. He says in this word, for those who keep their minds stayed on him shall have perfect peace. And those who know his name will put their trust in him. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Again, be encouraged and know that he cares for you.